The Founders Podcast. Listen to the stories of how everyday extraordinary people start amazing businesses. Hear how they overcome the odds and find success in the entrepreneurial world. The up and down, the good and the bad, and everything in between. And now, your hosts, Jordan Hansen and Brandon Minard. All right, and welcome everyone to the Founders Pod. This week's episode is going to be a little different than our normal story format. This week is a Founders Pod mini, where my co-host Jordan and I discuss different topics relevant to today and relevant to what our interests are and talk to people that we know, get their perspectives and their um, opinions on some of the topics of current events. So Jordan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Awesome. I'm just here in the United Commercial Insurance Studio. Um, so we're just doing a little recording here. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, so I have a topic for you. Bring it. It's something I've been watching and something that I've talked to you about in the past, but I wanted to get your official opinion. And I think I know what it is. So I saw an article the other day, and this article discussed the issues with uh, remote workers... Uh, quote-unquote, invading uh, locations that are not typically used to having a, a large influx of workers. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. And so this article was in the LA Times, and it was talking about Mexico City. Yeah, because you're specifically referring to things that are international, most likely, right? Or are you even saying like cities that are maybe... In this actually, case... Actually, it applies here to Boise as well. It, it does, but in this case... This one is, is Mexico City, and what the LA Times said, they did an article, is Mexico City is experiencing an influx, of, a massive influx of remote workers in that people are looking for a number of things. Uh, one, affordability. Really low cost of living. They can leverage. It's arbitrage, really, right? Their U.S. salary, they can leverage with the low cost. Of right, and so they're taking the, you know, a, a studio apartment in L.A. that costs... $2,500 or $3,000 and they're going down and they're essentially, they can afford a mansion in right. Mexico city and all the food and transportation and all the different things that go along with it are much cheaper in certain areas of the, of the world. But in this case, the LA times was talking about Mexico city and they're working remotely in a foreign land, in a foreign country, in a foreign city, in a foreign language. And I thought it was an interesting question you know, one, we can talk about the benefits of doing that. But two, the question I have for you, Jordan, is would you take your family and move to an international city that speaks a different language, doing the same job you're doing right now? Would you move your family if you had to be there for five years? Would you do that? Now, is this a requirement by Mexico, the five years? or are you No, that's just part of the scenario. Yeah. yeah, I just um, throw that in there. Because I think Puerto Rico has something. They have really good tax laws in Puerto Rico, and you have to stay there. Like, you can only return back to the United States for, like, 15 days a year. Otherwise, you lose the tax status. Anyway, so I can understand your constraints. Five years, probably not. I think for me, no, probably not. Why wouldn't you? Uh, I think we have a lot of family around here. My parents are getting older. And I want to be around as they get older um, and my kids have a relationship with them. 
Um, I'm not opposed to moving internationally, especially with the family. It gets more complicated as your kids get older. They have friends in school, and it's harder to move, especially, you know, my middle son is pretty involved in baseball, and I worry about would he be able to play baseball well a lot down there. Um, okay, let's say it's Dominic Dominican Republic with a good baseball. Yeah, that's where all the pros come from, the <laughs> Dominican Republic, so there must be something going okay, on. Okay, what if it was only a year or two? Yeah, I would do it. You would be really interested. I don't know if it'd be Mexico, but um, maybe somewhere in Europe or somewhere else. Yeah, I, see, I think so. The problem with Europe is it may not be... Cost of living arbitrage may not be as good. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's certainly true. But I don't know. Maybe I'd prefer a little higher standard of living. Um, what would I mean, what would you do? Okay, so I actually really wanted to move to Puerto Rico for a okay. year. Just for fun? Yeah, with my family. Okay. For a lot of reasons. And I just wanted to do a year. I don't think I would do five years. Five years is hard. That's a long time. Yeah. But I really wanted to do a year for, for a number of reasons. One, I wanted, so I've spent most of my life in this area right. of the country in Idaho, the Pacific Northwest area, Intermountain Northwest. And I spent a, you know, a brief stint to my life in South America. So two years there. But for the most part, it's been in Idaho, and I enjoy traveling. I enjoy all that stuff. And so my kids, born and raised here, uh, don't really know other cultures. You know, we've gone to Mexico before, but on a resort. Uh, where else have they gone? I think that's pretty much, you know, they've gone to Hawaii. You know, a lot of the traditional tourist destinations. But they've never lived outside of an area that I would say is kind of middle class, that has infrastructure, that has a operating society with roads, you know, right, and, yeah. and a school and, and all of that stuff. And so they don't know that. And so going to Puerto Rico, you have a, a number of, of benefits. Okay. You use the dollar. Uh, there's Costco and there's Target and there's a lot of the similar brands that are here. It's a, it's a territory of the United States. Right. And so for me, I thought, okay, this is great. You can go there. We can live there for a year, immerse ourselves into a different culture, island culture. A another big thing for me was I want to skip a winter. That's right. You hate the winter. That's right. I, I absolutely want to skip an entire winter season and have sun and happiness and joy <laughs> <That's good>. that, <laughs> that all come with that. Okay. Right. right. Uh -huh. And so if we lived in Puerto Rico, my kids can potentially start to learn a different language and have tutors and go to a school that would, you know, and, and be in a society that just speaks that language to see different ways of living because the majority of the world do not live like we do in America or in, or in Idaho, right. right? Now, I want to ask you a question here to follow up. That sounds great. Um, let's say you had a salary of only $75,000. Now, in Puerto Rico, that's quite a bit of money. But you couldn't live like a king, probably, on that amount. Would you still do it? Okay. So, you're, you're, so you can't be quite as comfortable. That's true. And the thing about Puerto Rico is when I looked for rent, it was actually fairly expensive. Right. Yeah, I've looked at Puerto Rico as well. And it was expensive when you looked. Yeah, it was about this. I mean, you could probably get a little bit bigger house here for the, about the same cost. Um, but your standard of, you know, it's going to be a lower standard of living. Because I believe you'd have to send your kids, if you wanted to go to an English-speaking school, you'd have an to send them to school. a private school right and it's like twenty thousand a year i think yeah yeah shout out to our podcast on brian phillips who was in china that's right 
I think it was twenty thousand per child. That's right. That's you said that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's that's where I got that number from. I knew it was from <laughs> someone we had. Yeah, I don't know. I, so it all depends on my family situation. Do I have kids? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd say kids. right now. I mean, logistically, when, I mean, if it's just you and Mallory, it's a lot easier. I want to go. Right. My wife would never. My wife would not go. You think never? She would. The situation. Her that dream would is have a beach. To, in theory, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that is her dream. I don't know that it's. What if it was like the dream. same lap of luxury house that she has now? She could just move it, so she's still going to be really comfortable, but also have a beach. Are we on the beach with this house? Yeah, sure. It's a beach house. <laughs> I mean, that, we're painting the perfect I picture. I would absolutely love that. Let's call her right now. <laughs> let's call her right now. I don't, do we have the phone okay, set let's up? Look, let's call her. Hold on. We can we can narrate this out. Yeah, yeah. I am curious what she would do if. <laughs> I, there's no way she's going to do it. I'm not, I'm not kidding. There's, there is absolutely no way. Okay. We are calling Mallory, Brandon's wife to pose her the question. Would she move to Puerto Rico? If she could have the same house. Hey, Mel. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Mallory? I am also here. Yeah. Awesome. Hi. Hey, so this is my wife, Mallory Miner. We are on the podcast. By we the way, are Mallory. on the podcast live. And wanted to call you to get your opinion on a topic that we're discussing. I'm going to pose the question, Mallory. Okay. So we're talking okay. about working in a remote, a different country. Um, Brandon had said he was interested in moving to Puerto Rico. And, you know, I was posing right. the question. He said that you would not be interested. And I said, what if you had your exact house you have now, except for it's on the beach. So you still have the same comfort level um, with your home. Plus, you have a beach, which I know your dream is like laying on the beach, read, reading your book, your murder mysteries. I don't know. You like murder mysteries? Listening to our podcast. Yes. Listening to our podcast, like your dream, right? <laughs> Would you go right. for it, Mallory? Um, probably not. Like it would take a lot of convincing for me to do that. I mean, I can't get much better though. What else could be added sweet to sweeten the deal? I know, but the convenience of like my kids and their their no, no school and their routine and it's their just you and Brandon. Friends. You have no kids right now in this scenario. Oh, just me and Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, that would be way easier, yeah. You're in for that? Yeah. Okay, so if you have kids, though, it makes it a little more complicated because they have their friends and you feel comfortable with them playing outside, all that kind of a thing. Is that? Yeah. Okay. If we had the house, the same house we have now, with a beach, with our kids, the, the age they are right now, would you move to Puerto Rico for one year? No. What about six months? No, it just changes so much. In six months, it's like taking them in and out of school and... Yeah, getting them adjusted to the school. Yeah, how about logistics with kids? One week. That's a vacation. One week. (laughs) One week. I could do one week. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, there we got the truth. Brandon was right then, and understandable. Yeah, yeah. we've had this conversation many times. I've had many like mental breakdowns saying that I would like to do this, (laughs) and we've had the conversation. Logistically, it's hard. I don't blame. I don't blame you, Mel. It's hard logistically. Would you go to Europe? Yeah. Oh yeah. What about Europe? Go live in Europe with our kids yeah. for a year? Yes. No, probably not, no. Fair. I don't know. It, it, I'd have to really walk through all the scenarios. Like, if you're going to ask me right now, I'm going to say no. That being said, but I'd have to have, walk through. We have a brother who lives in Europe. That's right. For 15 years, we, do. we have cousins that live there. That's right. They have cousins in Germany. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We do. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Mallory. Okay, yep. Bye. All right, you got it. It was truth. It was proof. It was. We'll call Ryan Weed. Okay, do it. Who's Ryan Weed? Does he know he's he a chiropractor? No, he has no idea I'm calling. Okay. Let's just see if. 
Wait, is this Ryan that we had? We didn't have him on the podcast. He, we didn't have him on the podcast. How often do you call him? I spoke to him yesterday. On the phone. What's up, him. dude? Ryan, how you doing? Good, you? Good. Hey, Ryan, so I have my co-host Jordan Hansen on the phone with me. You're actually live on our podcast right now. Ryan, how you doing? <laughs> Let's go. Surprise. <laughs> Ryan, I need to pose a, a scenario for you, and I want we wanted to see if you'd accept it. Okay. Okay. So Ryan, assuming you have the family you have now, all your kids at the yeah. ages that they're at, assuming you can take your business and make the same income somewhere else like Mexico City or like Puerto Rico, would you take your family and live there for over a year, work internationally? You can do what you're doing now and make the exact same money. You don't have to like... You know, it's it's just is what it is. Would you do that? Um, are we assuming that my wife agrees? No, we're just assuming as it is right now, you'd have to talk your wife into it. You would have to like really pitch it hard, sell your whole family Well, I think on it's it. two questions, right? Would you do it if, she, if you knew she was on board? And then do you think both of you, would she be on board is another question. I mean, I would definitely be on board. I'm up for adventure. Um, I would probably, let's just put it this way. Last night I found a practice for sale in South Carolina. And I said to my wife, like, hey, want to go to South Carolina? She's like, no, no, I don't. So even like in the States, it was a hard sell. Uh, but I would do it. Okay, so you said you're, I like how you said this. We can edit this out if you want. But you're, I'm up for adventure. You're up for, <laughs> leaving the unspoken question of who is not up for adventure. <laughs> Well, and she, in a general sense, is up for adventure. It's more of a time of life thing. Sure. You know, our kids are pretty settled and stuff like that. But in a general sense, she loves to travel and stuff like that. So, For one year, yeah. for one year, living in Puerto Rico, how hard would it be to get to convince your wife to do that? Oh, uh, right now, I think it'd be pretty hard. What about no kids? Just based on that conversation last night. Yeah. What about if you didn't have any kids? Oh, easy. You could do it. For both of us, I'm sure it'd be easy, yeah. Interesting. So kids make it harder. It's true. Kids make it harder. Yeah. What if you could afford, oh, and, for sure. what if you could afford in Mexico City four times the amount of home and transportation and all the stuff that you get right now? I mean, yeah, that, that's a good consideration. The other thing for us is uh, she has an uncle who lives in Mexico City. Ooh, and he has family. a mansion and servants and stuff like that. So, yeah, so that helps. And I happen to know quite a few people in chiropractic in Puerto Rico, so that helps too. So the other question is, you already have contacts and connections that you feel comfortable with, right? Right. Kind of a little something, a network already down there. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you for your input. Yeah, you bet. Okay, have a good day. I'm interested to hear oh. where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we'll see ya. Okay, I have one more person I'm going to call. Do they know? They do not know. All right, this is working out okay. So far, we're two for two. I'm, no one answers their phone. I know. And right now it's we 8.30. 8.30, two for two. He may not answer his phone. but he Who's may. this? This is my brother, Chris. Oh, Chris. Okay, sure. People need teeth down in Mexico. Everybody needs teeth. Yeah, clean teeth, teeth pulled. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Chris, how you doing? 
I'm doing okay. What's up? Good. Hey, Chris. So you're actually live on the podcast on the Founders Pod. I'm here with my co-host, Jordan Hansen. Chris, how you doing? Chris, hello. Doing good. Good. Hey, Chris, we need to present a scenario to you to see if you would accept it. So okay. the Founders Pod edition we're doing is a little different. This is actually a current events, uh, interesting topics, mini podcast that we're testing out. And we wanted to get your perspective. Chris, if you could take your family and do the same thing that you're doing here, which Chris is a, my brother's a dentist. He owns a couple of clinics around the, a number of clinics around the area. If you could take that profession and move to a foreign land like Mexico City or like Puerto Rico or Brazil or a different location and have an increased, like you can afford more, you can buy more with your money, would you do that? Yeah, I would for sure. If that was an opportunity, I mean, I've actually thought about that in the past. Like where, where would you have considered moving? You know, like some of those options that you mentioned, I think would be pretty cool. Um, you know, like, but my thing is, is um, in my profession as a dentist, um, I, you know, I enjoy it because I like one, like running a business, but two, I like serving people and helping people. And so if you go to a place like, you know, South America or a place, um, you know, I've, I've thought about like maybe Africa, um, you know, different places in Europe where they might be underserved. Um, you know, you see so many people that are in pain here and luckily they have insurance or they have the funds to be able to get out of pain. Um, it's not like that in other parts of the world. And so you see people that, you know, could live a normal life, but they're racked with, you know, gum disease, um, their, um, you know, tooth decay that's causing infection. And so to go to places where if they could just have somebody come in to help them, um, we're here in America, there's so many dentists and they have access to that care, um, for the most part. But if I could go to a place like you said, Mexico, where I could provide service, um, have my kids see different perspective. I mean, that would be awesome. So maybe not a place like that's as developed as like, you know, say like maybe Canada or, you know, Western Europe and those type of places, but maybe a place that's a little more underserved for dentists. I've, I've thought about that before. I mean, in a dream situation. So, so you, you're talking about a higher calling, which is very noble of you, very which noble. we didn't discuss before. No. So that's impressive. <laughs> but would you, would uh -huh. you, how long could you be there for? Say we said, okay, you need to take your family there and live there for five years. Would that be a problem? You know, that would, that would be tough. You know, that would definitely be a sacrifice for sure. Now, are you saying like, and actually run like a successful business there? Yes. yes. Or are you just saying you are, do exactly what I'm doing now? I mean, take your dental practice, set mm -hmm. up a dental practice in Mexico city and, and earn the same income that you're making here. Sure. And so that you, you know can what? afford more and all of that, but you're in a, you're in a different culture and a different language. You're doing everything different. You know, that would be really difficult. Like, I mean, even if I understood the language, um, I mean, there's so many things you have to navigate, like um, how the healthcare system works there, like how to get set up with that. A uh, is it socialized medicine? Um, are they run with, by HMOs? Um, do they have, like, or do, are most people working out of private clinics or are they run by DSOs? And, um, th like, just 
I feel like half of my time is spent doing admin stuff that has to do with talking to my accountant, talking to my lawyers, like doing different things on just setting up the business, um, employment issues, like in a different country. Um, like when you mentioned that my thoughts were, okay, I would just be like, maybe have an assistant, like on a beach somewhere in Mexico, just doing charity work. Like, yeah, that sounds so great, but that's not super realistic and running a successful but, business okay. because, but, but you have a mansion on the beach in Mexico city, a mansion on the beach. Okay. Yes. So then if that were the case, I could do it. But man, like, I just think transferring my business to a different country, um, man, it would be so difficult because I, there's so many rules that you have to follow here in America that I just don't, I mean, it would take so long to figure that out someplace else. I don't, I mean, I guess that I haven't explored it that much that I would, you know, uh, like understand exactly how to do that someplace else. It'd be really cool though. It would be cool. And it's a trend that we, so we're reading some articles about mm -hmm. specifically Mexico city. And what we're saying is that Mexico city is experiencing a huge uh, increase in people that are moving yeah. to Mexico city and taking over their economy and then they're getting upset. And so we discussed it with uh, two other people and we wanted to get your perspective, but yours is a lot more difficult just because everyone else kind of had a business that they could run. Uh -huh. I don't know. Either they could sell stuff in America or they can keep going, but yours was a lot more difficult to transit transfer. So it was a good opinion to get good perspective. You know, I wonder if it might be like, if I understood the language, Right. right. If I could, like, if I knew Spanish and I could go in, it's possible that I could. I, I, I'm not too familiar with the health, healthcare system there, um, but it, I mean, it potentially could be easier. Maybe it's more uh, difficult maybe. here. I, I just don't know, but it'd be cool to try. Awesome. Well, there's Chris live, uh, unprepared, giving him, giving us his two cents. <laughs> Thanks so much, Chris. And uh, no warning. No warning. Yeah, you just called us back. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. Well, it's an interesting thing to discuss, and it's an interesting topic because I, the, the other side of the problem that I didn't talk to you about, Jordan, was the amount of displacements that's happening in the cities that the people are moving to. For example, the people, the, I guess, native people of Mexico City are complaining a lot, saying that they're being displaced because businesses are converting to apartment complexes meaning that, you know, they're kicking business owners out and they're redoing that building into an apartment complex. People that were, you know, living traditionally in downtown Mexico City can no longer afford to live there. Um, so rents are going up, being paid in dollars. Right. You know, that's... Arbitrage, yeah, between, yeah. And that's and that's impossible for, for a person working in Mexico City that makes pesos to then convert that currency to dollars and pay in dollars, something like that. I mean, Brandon, it really is the same thing that's happening it, to a lesser degree here in Boise. It is. Because you think since COVID, a lot of California workers are now able to go remote. And so they have moved to Boise and home prices have doubled in the last four years, probably doubled. And I think we have friends that um, work like as a fireman, for example, in California. And so he works for a week down there and then comes up here for a week. And so he's getting paid in California and the, the salaries in California are typically a lot higher. And so it's increased the cost of living here in, in Boise. Yeah. And I think about like my nephews and you're, you have nephews that are coming up where it's going to be really hard for them to purchase houses. I just think that it's turned the Valley into a dual income 
yes. city. Yes. When prior it, it didn't have to be. Right. Now yeah. I don't. I, but I mean, what's what do you do about that? Yeah. I don't think you can stop it. You can't. And same thing. I don't know Mexico City. I mean, they could increase taxes. I feel like uh, the problem is I don't know how much the foreign income is being taxed down there. So the the article did mention that there's a, a massive boon for the hotels, apartments, uh, the businesses that service, you know, restaurants, that a huge amount of money from this group of people is being spent in that economy and growing that economy. And so there's that aspect of it. But, it, it yeah, you can obviously create a tax to say if you're, you know, if you're not a national or citizen, you know, you have to pay extra right. taxes, extra property taxes or extra Something. sales tax or whatever. Yeah, because, and that makes sense to me because they should be, uh, they have to do something to help contribute to the community around them because they're taking advantage of it. So posing this question to you, as the world becomes flatter, as far as, you know, taking your job, earning the same income, but doing it anywhere in the world, you know, communication improves People get more used to working with remote employees. You know, you could almost say that this there's going to be a redistribution of population. I would think because there's historically always been like major city centers where a lot of the high income people, you think New York, the big cities, there's a lot of people there. And now all that rural area, I think, could be now uh, populated. People the, go there now. I think they can work of, remote. And I think one of the only issues that would hold people back is the, the government. <laughs> right. The government in that in that. If, if it's a, cause I remember visiting, we visited for the first time, uh, Dubai mm-hmm. and the majority of the people in Dubai were non-nationals were right. non-United Arab Emirates. And they would come from Pakistan or they'd come from Africa. And they said, look, we would love to be in our home countries, but it's too corrupt. Right. And so I don't believe that people are going to choose to move to a corrupt, right. You sure. know, and not, and not that Mexico isn't right. But Maybe enough, less. yeah, enough to be operational, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Costa Rica, Central America, Costa Rica. Um, I don't know, Panama. I'm, I'm not sure the cities or the countries that you can move to to re- redistribute some of that population. Increase the economies there. I mean, I guess you're spending money, spending American dollars there that would typically stay within our economy. So that may be difficult for our economy, but. I mean, I wonder if that's going to be a huge push over the next decade to redistribute, you know, even California's, and I guess you'd have to get the exact population numbers, but there's a huge exodus from California to Texas and Tennessee and Idaho and Utah and all these different places. You know, the, the country is sort of shifting its population base around and changing it up, and that's causing huge problems for these cities that aren't used to it. And if you were to take that on an international basis... You know, Americans or just Europeans or different different people freeing their uh, work lives to work elsewhere. Uh, I'll be curious to see how that develops over the next ten years or so. Right, and you said it's a problem for these cities, and it is immediately. I think in the I, I'm an optimist. I think in the long term it could be better. You know, as I don't think it's necessarily healthy to have one huge population population center. You're right. You know, it, it causes growing pains. It causes growing yeah. pains, and that's where we're feeling right now. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting discussion. It's an interesting topic, and we appreciate the guests that came on spontaneously. Spontaneously, without their consent. Without their consent I mean, or prior knowledge. Or prior knowledge, right. <laughs> so we appreciate those guests, and, and as we continue to do some of these Founders Pod minis, we have always discussed wanting to 
capture episodes that we talk about current events and things that we're interested in. And we'll continue to do those and throw those in and um, get better at them. And so thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Founders Pod. Signing, okay. signing off. Signing off. We'll see you. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Founders Podcast. Be sure to follow the host on Twitter. Search at Jord B. Hansen and at Brandon Minot to discuss more. Also, be sure to visit thefounderspod.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.